Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's time to play like a jet with your host, Scott Mason. Play like a jet. What does that mean? Gotta be feeling good about what Mike White's done today. On third and four, he'll look to throw. In zone, no! Touchdown, Jets! Mike White, how about him? Elijah Moore, the 20, the 10, the 5, touchdown! Allen has time. Intercepted! Sauce Gardner's got it. Breaking away, Garrett Wilson. Wilson, a big play downfield. Wilson still going along the sideline. He's not going to go down. Allen tripped up. He could not get past Jermaine Johnson. Oh, look at the speed of Brees Hall. He's done it again. Brees Lightning, 62 yards for the touchdown. Rodgers in trouble again, and he's sacked again by Quinn and Williams. What a beast, number 95 for the Jets. Listen. This is Play Like a Jet. My name is Scott Mason. You can follow me on Twitter at PlayLikeAJet1. And it's time for the Jets-Lions post-game report. The Jets going down in heartbreaking fashion, 20-17. to The Lions scoring with under three minutes to go, getting a touchdown on a key fourth and one. If they hadn't been able to pick up that first down, the Jets get the ball back, likely would have been able to burn enough time that would have made it very difficult for the Lions to score. Unfortunately, that is not how it played out. The Jets had one last chance to drive for a field goal. Greg the Leg Zerline was set up for a 57-yard attempt but came up short. And so today the Jets fell to 7-7 and at MetLife Stadium. To talk about it, as always, our friend who covers the Jets for NJ.com, Mr. Andy Vasquez. Andy, it was a cold day, and it's even colder right now in the hearts of Jets fans. A really tough loss to process. I think Jets. a lot of Jets fans are kind of angry about the situation, first of all. With Mike White, um, and understandably so, because kind of feeling like, what would this game have been like if he was there? And not that Zach Wilson was terrible today, um, and the reason they lost, but um, you know they lost by three points, and, and he threw an interception that ultimately ended up costing them three points. So it, it, it didn't help that he made that mistake, and and that the offense was so inconsistent today. And then um, you know the defense, like you said, played so well for so long today, and then to give it up like that on the play, um, really the only thing that the only way that it, it could be given up that harshly was, was like that. Um, it's, you know, 
it's and then the clock management down the stretch as well from Robert Sala. Um, just to, uh, another example that yeah, the Jets are a lot better than they were, but you you know you have to learn how to win, and you have to learn how to win at this time of year when everything's on the line. And the Jets um, early in the season when they were in winnable games, they they seem to find a way to win, and right now they're they're finding a way not to win. Um, and I think it's not like necessarily a red flag because they're such a young group, but it's something to watch and, and something that even no matter what happens in these last few weeks, um, like this game against Jacksonville is, is super big for them from a mental standpoint because it still matters and they can still get into the playoffs if they win the next three games and, and they have to win a game under those circumstances at this point because they haven't been able to do it. And until they do, it kind of feels like there's some sort of block there. Andy, let's start with the quarterback, Zach Wilson. This was what I like to call the full Zach Wilson experience today. You had a handful of dazzling throws. One that really stands out was the last one to Elijah Moore, where Wilson was able to escape and throw a dart across the field to Elijah Moore to pick up the first down, take that timeout with one second left, and put Greg Zerline in position to get a 57-yard field goal attempt. But, of course, there was the back-breaking mistake, the interception, Zach Wilson never saw the safety that was plainly right there. Very tough interception for him. That wasn't one that bounced off somebody or something. It was just a terrible decision. He missed a bunch of throws all day, some easy ones. There were open wide receivers all day long that he didn't see. And so, again, a very mixed bag for Zach Wilson. But you have to take into account the Lions have one of the worst defenses in the league and arguably the very worst pass coverage unit in the entire NFL. So if this was... (laughs) the easiest team in the league for Zach Wilson to face, and he wasn't able to produce more than 17 points. It's hard to imagine he's going to do any better once they play the Jaguars, the Seahawks, and the Dolphins, who don't have world-beater defenses but certainly have better defenses. You take a look at the rest of the players on the offense. It was not a good day for the rushing attack. The offensive line certainly didn't help here. They were getting no push. And Bam Knight, his streak of really good games in a row came to an end partially because the offensive line just couldn't get it done, partially because it was an off day for Bam Knight, but also partially because of the fact that the Lions were clearly focusing on stopping him and trying to make Zach Wilson beat them. Also should say, as far as Zach Wilson goes, he took a couple of really tough sacks that he shouldn't have taken, and that didn't help either. Garrett Wilson on the plus side, though, had a phenomenal day, and despite all the struggles of the offense, he continues to show that if he stays healthy over the next few years, He has the potential to be a star. Remember, I recommended once again that you should take him as one of your two to six players over at prizepicks.com and the prizepicks app against his prizepicks player projection, which was 51 yards. He had 98 today on four catches, just a phenomenal game, and he would have had more. There was one in particular where Zach Wilson had him wide open and completely missed him. Garrett Wilson looked really angry after that. But if you took my advice and took Garrett Wilson, you could have done very well for yourself. Remember, you don't play against anybody else. You just play against the prize picks player projections. And when you pick your two to six players, if they beat their prize picks player projections, you can win up to 25 times the amount of money that you put in. You don't have to play football, though. You can do baseball, basketball, hockey, anything you want. It's all there at prizepicks.com or the prize picks app. Just use the promo code PLAJ when you sign up, and they'll match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So if you put in 100 bucks, they'll match you 100 bucks. You put in 50 bucks, they'll match you 50 bucks. Just go to prizepicks.com, use the promo code PLAJ, and they will match your first deposit up to 100 bucks. So like I said, Andy, the big plus here on this day, Garrett Wilson, 
fantastic day. The rest of the offense was very spotty. Again, way too much Braxton Berrios. I would like them to dial that back. Zach Wilson, the major story here, though. Like I said, roller coaster ride. He showed you the highlight reel plays that get people so excited from time to time, but they were in the minority. Most of the day, he wasn't seeing receivers and he was missing throws. He didn't play terribly, but again, keep in context, terrible defense, terrible pass coverage. It's only going to get more difficult. And so while there were positives here, it is very clear that three weeks was not enough to rebuild Zach Wilson. If he's going to have any chance of becoming a viable starter over the long haul, it's going to take a vigorous approach in the offseason. Yeah, I kind of I mean I haven't had a chance to look at the big picture performance. From from what I saw, he missed too many throws. That's the same. He also had a lot more production and they they had a lot more big plays than at any other point. I mean, he had more yards in the second quarter. I don't care who the defense is either because they've played some bad defenses before. He had, he had more yards in the second quarter than he's had in four games this season. To me that's a sign of progress. Now, I don't I'm not saying like he's fixed cuz you're not going to fix his issues in in 3 weeks, but I thought there was a lot more reason for encouragement finally. I mean, if he'd played like this, he probably wouldn't have got benched because at least he's putting up yards and scoring multiple touchdowns in a game. I mean, honestly, if you just put it from that standpoint, it's one of the better games of his career because it's probably I think he only has – I can't – it's probably the fourth or fifth game of his career where he has multiple touchdowns. Probably, I'm pretty sure the fifth. And only the second game in his career he's thrown for over 300 yards. So um, it, the problem is like – he doesn't seem to have a sense for for the touch throws in terms of when a guy's coming across the middle and got to put take something off of it or add some trajectory. Um, he, you know, even the throw to back Braxton Berrios where it was a good throw, you at first glance and Berrios should have caught it. I mean, he threw it so hard, um, and that's you know lessens the margin of error for the receivers. So you can just see there's there's the issues, and then you see the problem was that you weren't getting the big plays that we saw today, you know, the, the 40 yard touchdown to CJ Uzama who had two touchdowns. The, the, I, there was three or four plays of over 30 yards to Garrett Wilson. The fact that those were there and I, it helps that the defense wasn't, isn't very good, but even when they were playing bad defenses earlier in the year, he couldn't, he didn't do that ever at any point consistently. So, I, I mean, I would take, you know, that from this and that Zach Wilson wasn't the reason the jets lost today. I mean, he didn't, he didn't do like anything consistently outside of the second quarter to help them win either. And, and so to me, it doesn't change. Like if Mike White is healthy for Thursday, which I doubt is going to be the case, you go with him because it's more consistent. But, um, you know, I think this at least is better than it was before. And that's like not saying much, but, um, He's just an interesting guy to watch because there's not many guys in the league that can make some of the throws he made and, and mm-hmm. make this look so exciting. But also, he misses the easiest throws. Um, and that is, I think, why you, the receivers get frustrated. Now, with Garrett Wilson, man, like I'm, I feel like strongly that Garrett Wilson is a great player, great locker room guy. He's going to be a, a really good player for this organization for a long time. But like, he's got to be better than than what he showed after Wilson missed that play. I mean, he, he's there. You can hear the crowd getting on the on the guy. Um, that's not being a good teammate. I don't care what you feel. You That's showing him up. And if Zach Wilson did the same thing when Garrett Wilson, if Garrett Wilson dropped a ball or any of his receivers dropped a ball, he'd get destroyed. Um, so I think he has to be better with that, even though I understand the frustration. Um, 
And the reason Braxton Barrios was on the field so much today, and, and I don't think you would have seen him on the field this much, is because he was literally the only receiver available by the end of the game. So um, uh, the, those three guys who were on the field were the only guys who were still healthy. So, um, yeah, it, it was um, an interesting day and it, for Zach Wilson, for sure. Uh, but I don't think anything really changed other than, like, he at least, like, didn't completely ruin everything by when, when the fans started booing. Like, it didn't get to the point where, like, you know, you wonder, could this guy ever play again? So, I mean, that I guess that's a step in the right direction. I don't know what it's like. Yeah, for sure. He definitely did some things better today. And like I said, there were more highlight reel plays than there had been certainly in that disaster against the Patriots or a game like the Broncos. But still, there were too many things that you would watch on tape and be concerned about. We talked about most of them. But even on some of the completions, the long touchdown to CJ Ozama, he waited way too long to pull the trigger. Ozama had been open for several seconds. And if the defensive back was better, he easily would have gotten over there. Garrett Wilson, I was sitting with Kyle Smith, and we were watching that play unfold, the one down the field to Garrett Wilson, the first long completion. And literally, Kyle was screaming in my ear, Garrett Wilson's open, Garrett Wilson's open, Garrett Wilson's open, Garrett Wilson's open, for what felt like six seconds before Zach Wilson pulled the trigger on the pass. Now, thankfully, Garrett Wilson is as good as he is, and the Detroit Lions secondary is as bad as it is. So even though Zach Wilson waited so long to pull the trigger, they were able to make the completion and have a big play down the field. But that's something that against a better defense is going to be a problem. So again, like you said, Andy, definitely some steps in the right direction here, better than we'd seen, but still cause for concern going forward. And it shows you that he's got quite a bit of work to do to get anywhere near where they were hoping he would be. But you see why he was the second overall pick, because there are plays and throws that he made that very few quarterbacks in the NFL can make. But if he can't do that along with making the routine stuff happen consistently, then he's not going to be able to be a viable starting option. So we'll see what happens heading into Thursday. I know Robert Sala talked about what's going on with the quarterback situation, and we'll get into that a little bit later. The defense, for the most part, I thought was bend but don't break. There were some scary moments. Jamison Williams beat DJ Reed into the end zone, but because Jared Goff underthrew the pass, DJ Reed was able to reach out and knock the ball away, made a good play from something that could have been a disaster. Overall, though, DJ Reed and Sauce Gardner continued to play very, very well. I don't even recall Sauce Gardner getting targeted in this game. That's how good he was playing. The problem, of course, is that you saw the Jets' weaknesses pop up from time to time in the middle of the field specifically. They were able to pick on the linebackers in the secondary in coverage. And even though Jared Goff didn't do anything amazing, The Lions were able to do what they needed to do at the end of that game to get it done and get the victory. Special teams a problem, of course, today. I'm not going to fault Greg Zerline too much for missing a 57-yard field goal, but Braden Mann's terrible punt and the Jets allowing that punt return touchdown, unacceptable. As I joked, Andy, it appears that the only time Braden Mann can make a tackle is when doing so would cost the Jets the opportunity to draft Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, it wasn't a good effort on the punt or the tackle on that play. And it was just, you know, talk about an ominous start. The Jets come out, they let the Lions drive all the way down the field and then get this big stop. The stadium is going nuts. And before everybody's even settled down, the Lions are up seven, nothing because of of that mistake. Basically that happened after a quick three and out. So um, it it took kind of the sales out of the building. And and by the way, with Zach Wilson, like after that three and out and after the, the next drive where he had some tough throws and, it just felt like the stadium was like ready to turn on him. And, and, you know, I just wanted people to realize like what 
today could have been if he hadn't done some things well. It could have just could have been the end of his Jets career. I mean, it really if he come and same thing is going to be the case on Thursday. By the way, if he goes out there and he's getting booed off the field because he's you know terrible and, and the fans are, are just done with it. I mean, it's going to you know everybody was like, oh, are you are you losing the kid by benching him? I mean, this is how you lose him at this point. It is you know one game where it just is a disaster and he, and he becomes I mean you know a target for fans ire on the field it, it would be hard to recover from that um but anyway yeah I mean that was just a special team's mistake another another one that hurts them a ton in a loss I mean that that was was big and and yeah DJ and, and sauce were, were really good DJ admitted that that the kid is is fast Williams and that he he's actually said that he was it's kind of scary to think about how fast he was before tearing his ACL. If that's how fast he is right now, mm-hmm. um, and that he just like turned around once you, once you miss a guy like that, you just turn around and run, and then watch him and watch his demeanor to to know when the ball is getting there, and then try to get your hands up and, and disrupt it. Um, and that's exactly what he did, and, and didn't commit a penalty, and um, it was a hell of a play, um, even though though he got beat. And that's just kind of what the Jets cornerbacks have been this season. And, and, you know, this was an impressive performance. It, you know, it's hard to kind of quantify it or put a grade on it because of the way it ended the last play that they were really on the field. But um, I mean, this was an impressive display by the defense that, that was, you know, without a starting safety and, and LaMarcus Joyner, and obviously without Quentin Williams uh, to shut down an offense that has been, I think they've scored 30, they had scored 30 points in, each of their last five games at least. Uh, and they really, they didn't have a touchdown for the first, you know, 58 minutes and five seconds in, until they did. So um, it was a confusing performance for the defense because it was so good for so long and then bad at the worst possible time. And, and it wasn't perfect, like you said, but when they needed a big play, they got it every time until they very much didn't uh, on that one play. And I haven't had a time to look, I haven't had time to look at it exactly yet, but basically it was man coverage and somebody, Mr. Man, and that's what happened. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday. I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather. Now at ChampaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChampaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Play like a jet. Play like a jet. Without a doubt, the defense played as well as you could have expected given Quinn and Williams not being there. Although they certainly missed Quinn and Williams big time, especially at the end there on that fourth and one. You have to wonder if things might have turned out differently if Williams had been in there and maybe been able to disrupt the play. They clearly don't have anybody on the interior that's anywhere near as good as Quinn and Williams, which is not really a slight at them. It just tells you how good Quinn and Williams is. Andy, let's talk about injuries and then go inside the locker room. Anything we need to know in terms of anybody hurt and what do we hear inside the locker room? Yeah, so Quinn Williams obviously did not play with a calf injury. Salah didn't offer much insight other than say he couldn't go. Uh, he said LaMarcus Joyner has been dealing with a hip injury, I guess, all season. I don't know. Um, he didn't get into specifics, but he said it wasn't feeling right after Friday's practice. And then, and then it led into the game, and he didn't play. And that's notable because he was the only player on the defense, believe it or not, who had not missed a snap this year. Um the guy played only seven or nine snaps, whatever it was last year. Um, and, and today he didn't play because of the hip. So now the Jets don't have a player um, who has not who has played every snap on defense. Um, and that's a pretty rare thing to do, by the way, in the NFL. But the Jets had two of those guys up like three weeks ago until DJ Reed came out for a play in Minneapolis. Um, Denzel Mims got hurt on uh, making a nice catch in the first quarter, was evaluated for a concussion and ruled out. So he's in the concussion protocol. And then Jeff Smith, who had a couple of big plays there in the second quarter when the Jets were getting it going, he left with a knee injury um, and did not return. So I, I, at the end of the game, I think Mims – I'm sorry, I think um, Garrett Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Barrios were their only healthy receivers uh, because they lost two, and you're not going to carry more than five on a game-day roster usually. So those were the big injuries for the day. And then with Mike White's status heading into uh, – Thursday night, he Salah wouldn't say anything. Basically, he said, "I, I don't, I can't give you an answer on that right now." Um, and basically, they're going to get more information tomorrow. Obviously, the Jets enjoy their gamesmanship quite a bit, as you could tell this week. Um, especially, you know, I don't know with the Mike White thing. I think Mike White genuinely wanted to play and was saying that because he wanted to get out in the field and didn't care what the doctors say. But clearly, they knew that Quinn Williams wasn't going to play all week. And Quinn Williams didn't play. Um, and they know if Mike White is playing on Thursday or not, and they're not saying. I would guess he's not playing. And I would be uh, concerned about Quinn Williams' availability if he wasn't able to go at all today. Uh, didn't even see him out there warming up. So they have a game They have a game on Thursday, which is three days from Sunday night. Um, you can do the math. I'm, I, again, I don't know. I don't, I'm not an expert, medical expert, but. This doesn't seem promising to me, but maybe they're going to try to get him on the field on Monday after a full week off. So we will see. And then in the locker room. Okay, so a couple of interesting things. Uh, Salah said that Zach Wilson played well. He put him in the position to, to get to overtime on that final drive. Um, there's some stuff he needs to clean up, including the interception, et cetera, et cetera. What do you expect to hear Salah say about the quarterback? 
and wouldn't say you know anything about his future plans at who's going to start a quarterback. Um, on that final touchdown in which the Jets did not cover Brock Wright, um, Salah did, said he wouldn't want to get in, he wouldn't get into the details on that. Um, basically said that it was a missed assignment in man coverage, and and that was that. C.J. Mosley talked about the play, said the same thing. Um, C.J. Mos- Mosley said he, he was on the other side of the field, so he wasn't sure whose man it was. I highly doubt that. But, um, again, in terms of him not knowing whose man it was, he knows everything that's going on in the field. He said he, said he really wished he had seen uh, the guy, Wilson, Brock Wilson, is that his name? I'm sorry. Um, the, quarter, the, the, the tight end, Brock, he really wished he had seen him you know, slip because he started blocking on that play and then slipped out. And, and Mosley said he really wished he had seen him because he would have done everything he could to make sure that didn't happen. DJ Reed talked about the frustration from that play and called. He basically said everybody in the locker room is devastated, um, but the defense is especially devastated because they played so well for so long. Um, and then, you know, gave gave it up when it mattered, and, and it was a hard thing to, to kind of resolve. Sauce Gardner was not in the locker room, uh, out of there quickly, which probably, you know, Sauce is as friendly as it gets and, and usually never has a problem talking about anything. Probably tells you a little bit about his frustration after this loss, a game in which he played quite well, obviously. Um, and, and then going back to Zach Wilson, if you if you watched or listened to Zach Wilson's press conference, it was it was obviously a different tone than his last post game press conference, which is a good thing because that was somehow just as bad as his last game, not just not good. Um, but his first lines of the press conference, when asked how he played overall, I've got to be better, man. So um, the different that's not something that you know, he would go right to before it would, it would be, you know, you go through the excuses and then like, and I also have to be better, but, but starting with that accountability, um, he, he was asked what changed at halftime and it just said, you know, it's the ups and downs of football and uh, didn't really give a specific reason on his interception. Um, here's what he said, a bad decision. I was trying to locate Garrett across the middle. I had Elijah on the outside. Obviously it was a second read. I, I floated one. And the corner did a good job of coming back and getting it. And actually, it was the corner in coverage there. Um, but Wilson just didn't see it. He was playing deep uh, off off of him in zone. And uh, he just never saw it. And it was the throw was would have been on target if, if the defender hadn't been sitting there waiting for it. <laughs> so, um, but it was a bad decision. And, and like you said, just another sign that um, he's not seeing a lot of stuff that he should be seeing. And while I think it was better today than it has been, it's still not good enough, um, clearly. And you don't see Mike White. When Mike White makes an interception, the interception is because he's trying to make a throw into a tight window and it just doesn't happen almost every time. Um, there are exceptions, but almost every time. When Zach Wilson throws an interception, like half of them are like this, where it's like he just didn't see something that he should have seen. And that's, that's concerning. Um, he was asked about the timeout not being called in the final series. Um, and he said, you know, he wasn't really thinking about it. He's just doing what they ask him to do. And that's fair enough. Um, you know, he had, he could, I guess, call a timeout, but th- that's on the coach. And then with that, here's what Salah had to say about not calling a timeout, um, late in the game when obviously it probably would have been beneficial. I'll, I'll look back at it. Salah said with three timeouts, I feel like anything in bounds, obviously you can be aggressive. Just trying to save as many timeouts as I can. I can probably look back at it and say I would have we could have used one for sure. But at the same time, when you have three timeouts, time is not an issue whether you use one there or not. But yeah, I could always in hindsight, for me, 
call a timeout to settle the guys down. But as far as from a time standpoint, you still have plenty of time with three timeouts. Okay, so that's wrong. I mean, and he made a mistake, and I don't know how else to say it. I wrote a whole thing about it, but uh, let me just quickly explain why. Um, you know, the, no, no problem with anything he did until uh, it, I, the sack to start the drive. It's still so early in the drive, and now you've got to go a ways. You, you might have to, you know, have another play inbounds. There's still a minute 40 left by the time you snap the ball again. Not a big deal. They didn't use the timeout after the sack to start the drive. Another pass to Garrett Wilson over the middle with about a minute 20 left in the drive. No problem, once again, with them not using the timeout. They still had all three left. And now they're at the 40-yard line. And the next time they snap the ball, there's like a minute left. Plenty of time. they got to get to like the 35 to have a comfortable field goal. No issue with them uh, calling, not calling the timeout there. Then you have an incomplete pass, I think. And with 51 seconds left, um, or somewhere about that time range, I think, I'm pretty sure it was 51 seconds or 54. He drops back, hits Garrett Wilson for uh, uh, something that was close to a first down. Was ruled a first down. They should have called timeout. He caught the ball 51 seconds left. Should have called timeout right there. Then you have two timeouts. It's first and 10. You're at the 48. And you got to go 15 yards. You have plenty of time. You have timeouts. It's good. Instead, he didn't call timeout. The clock runs down. They snap the ball with 31 seconds left or 28 seconds left. It's a deep pass to Braxton Berrios. He has 31 seconds left. Uh, it's incomplete. The clock stops at 25 seconds. So now you have three timeouts, but you have time, like basically, like if any, and, and if anything goes wrong and you have to get some extra yards, you really don't have time for like a, a, a play that develops because you can only run like two of those with 25 seconds. So you, there's no point in having three timeouts with 25 seconds left. It doesn't really do anything for you. So anyway, he Wilson got sacked. So now they've, they're at the 40. And they got a ways to go. And and as you saw that last play to get the first down took a long time to develop. And we were literally less than a second away from the Jets leaving two timeouts there and the game ending with them in field goal range. So um, it was almost a complete disaster. It was lucky not to be a complete disaster because they got a 58-yard look at a field goal. But still, uh, I mean, those extra 22 seconds where they let the clock run with Garrett Wilson there, what – like Salah says, the clock doesn't matter. We, the time wasn't the issue. Well, time was an issue because 22 seconds, you, you're most likely going to get five or ten more yards if you if you need it. And and Greg Zerline, you're not asking him to hit the longest kick in franchise history at home to send you to overtime. So anyway, um, you know Salah's been pretty good this year. Uh, it's been an improvement over last year with this stuff, with the challenges, with the clock management, and all of that. Um, but it was one play. It was that was it? it was that one play? calls time out there i think it's a different story in terms of of i don't think anybody's questioning his clock management but he didn't do it and and i think it might have cost the jets so um you know not the end of the world he's a young coach and he's learning too but it was a it was a mistake and and i think when he has another look at it he's going to regret it so yeah that was that was it in the locker room obviously sal also said they have to win the next three to go to the playoffs you know DJ Reed said the most important thing to me, which was this was a playoff game and we lost. So they know that, that you know, it's an uphill battle now and, and they need some things to swing their way. And I think a couple of things did swing their way today, but it, you know, it's, it's not a good situation when you're seven and four and one win gets you on the playoff doorstep and, and now they've lost three straight. So that's where the jets are at. Um, a lot of questions heading into these final three games of the season. And, and 
nobody really has answers for what they need to do to kind of make sure that these games, these three close games that all could have or, or even should have been wins, are wins uh, if there are any situations in these final three games. Andy, very quickly, well said on the clock management. Terrible job by Robert Sala. He's got to make sure that doesn't happen again. Jeff Smith had a career day before getting hurt. I joked he looked like Baylor-era Denzel Mims. We'll see what happens with Mike White. I would say it's likely he doesn't play, but clearly Salah is trying to keep that possibility open, if for no other reason than gamesmanship. And last but not least, if the Jets win out and the Patriots were to lose one game out of their next three and they've got three very tough opponents, the Jets could still get in. So the dream's not quite dead yet. We'll see what happens. Andy Vasquez covering the Jets for NJ.com. Thanks so much for coming on and breaking down the Jets. Heartbreaking 20-17 to loss to the Lions with me at MetLife Stadium today. Really appreciate it. Check out everything Andy's doing over at NJ.com and follow him on Twitter at Andy underscore Vasquez. Check out everything we're doing over at PlayLikeAJet.com and the PlayLikeAJet YouTube channel. The Thunder from Down Under, Luke Grant, has some awesome All-22 breakdowns. So check them out, youtube.com slash playlikeajet, and subscribe if you haven't already. Visit our store, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. We've got the John Franklin Myers, Quentin Williams, Bless You, Thank You shirt, the Zach Says Go Long shirt, the Zach the Ripper shirt, the Play Like a Jet logo shirt, caps, mugs, hoodies, it's all there, tpublic.com. That's teepublic.com. And be sure to give us a five-star review for the podcast on iTunes if you haven't done that already. Easy way to help out the show if you like what we're doing. Doesn't take you much time, doesn't cost you any money, but it goes a long way to help us out. So if you go ahead and do that for us, we'd be quite grateful. And for the latest and greatest in New York Jets podcasts and content, you know where to go. That's Play Like a Jet Digital and playlikeajet.com. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered ChumbaCasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.